Alright, Shavuot, say good morning, good morning. Let us begin, begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning. Should to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Tishrei. Jerry and Sarah Wolaski for dedicating all the Shum and Drushos this month. And the Schosor of Four Shalema, for Zechariah Dobin, Peril Shirol, Shani and Avram Kelman, in memory of their beloved parents, and in the Schos of all those who need her for Shalema, Dr. Linda Weinberg, in loving memory of her husband, Dr. Paul Weinberg, Paris, Moshe Ben Avram David, Selma Wolf, with immense gratitude to Hashem, and with Tfilos for health for all in the new year, and Leah Solas, the Schos for Four Shalema, for her daughter Ilana Bas Esther, and for all those in need of Yeshua's. But so with that, let us begin today's daf is Lama Tess. We actually have a very, very beautiful daf ahead of us today. Some actually magnificent agarata waiting for us today as well. A lot of Baruch Hashem exciting uh, today and tomorrow, Merz Hashem. A lot of exciting things happening over the next little bit. Uh, let's begin. So we, we are picking up Merz Hashem on Lama Tessim Abayz, 38A, 38B, sorry. And we left off, we left off... Um, so let's pick up two, four, six, eight, nine lines up in the bottom. So if remember again, the Gemara made a statement. The Gemara actually quoted a Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Chadash, Chadash is Asrim and both in Chutz Laaretz, both in Eretz Yisrael, and in Chutz Laaretz. Arla is a Halacha, and Kilayim are Midrab on the Divrei Sovrim. We then had a machlokis as to what does it mean when we say that Arla is a halacha. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel that halacha, halacha means hilchus medina, that it's a practice that's observed, practice that's observed, which sounds like it becomes even like a drabanon or less than a drabanon, and ultimately Ula said in the name of Yochanan that it's a halacha Moshe Misirai. Okay, so machlokis as to the nature of Arla and Chutzar. So Chadash, everyone is going to agree midaraisa. Kilaim, everyone is going to agree is midrabanon machlokes about Arla. Says the Gemara, Amalei Ulu Rabbi Yehuda. So Ulu says Rabbi Yehuda. Ulu who holds that it's halacha lemaish halacha lemaisa. Says Rabbi Yehuda. Bishlama ledidi daamina halacha lemoshim sinai. So Ulu says Rabbi Yehuda. According to me, according to me, Ulu, that Arla in Chutz Laaretz is a halacha lemoshim sinai. That it applies. Hainu d'shanilan bein safek Arla l'safek kilaim. It makes sense that the halacha distinguishes between a case of Suffolk Arla and a case of Suffolk Kilayim. Where do we see this distinction? It's quite fascinating. This none. Suffolk Arla. Well, so what happens if you have a situation of Suffolk Arla? What, what's Suffolk Arla? You have fruit on a tree. You don't know how old the tree is, right? Is it in three years, after three years? So Suffolk Arla, Baretz Aser. So in Eretz Yisrael, a Suffolk Arla is going to be Aser. Makes sense. Suffolk Daraisa, Luchumra. Bisurya Mutter, that was a Surya, remember again, are areas conquered by David Hamelech and next to Eretz Yisrael, but do not have Kiddushas Eretz Yisrael. So essentially, they're like Chutzlaretz. So Bisurya Mutter, in Surya it's Mutter, or in Safik Arlan's Mutter. Bechutzlaretz, if you come into a case of Safik Arlan Chutzlaretz, what do you do? Yoreid Velokeach. Rabbi is actually very interesting. Yorid Velokeach, Rashi says over here, Yisrael Velokeach min albe kochav malokeh. A Yisrael could go down to the field. He could purchase from an akum who is selling stuff that may have come from an Arla field. So what we're saying over here is, in Chutzlaretz, you could actually go down and purchase, pro, actively purchase produce that is Suffolk Arla. Now obviously, again, if you know for sure that it's Arla, 
that of course is not advisable, but, and you can't go and pick the Arla yourself, but if an Akum is selling produce, and you know that it came from a field that had Arla, as long as you don't know for sure that what he's selling is Arla, you're allowed to go ahead and purchase it. Okay. You can go down to the field, purchase it from the Akum, as long as you don't see him actually picking Arla fruits and selling it to you. Zerbo said, that's Suffolk Arla. That's Suffolk Arla. Yeah, when it comes to Suffolk Kilayim, what's that Lacha? Tanan Hassan, we learned. Hanotea Yerek Vierek. If a person if a person goes ahead and plants two types of vegetables together, that's Kilayim. That's Kilayim. Hanotea Yerek Vierek. Nimk, so the Gemara says. I'm sorry, it's not. Kamran, it's what Yerek Yerek. Nimkar Chutzala. And I both say, so what happens? So now you have a field. You have a field. Look at your ash for just a moment. Karem, Karem Hanatua. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Karem Hanatua Yerek. Right? So look at Rashi. Karem Hanatua Yerek. Shezara, Shezara Yerek. Benagi Farim. Tavale Kalaya Karem. Kalaya Karem. So you have someone who has a vineyard and they plant some type of vegetable within that vineyard. That's Kalaya Karem. Right? That ultimately is forbidden mixtures in the vineyard. Okay, says, so Karim Anatua Yerek, or Yerek Nimkar Chutzala, Rashi says, Vierek Nimkar Chutzala, Vierek Nimkar Chutzala, Vierek Nimkar Chutzala, So here's the case. Someone has, someone has a vineyard in which they planted vegetables. They're now going ahead and selling vegetables outside of that vineyard. There is a strong possibility that the vegetables that they are selling came, right, Arkilai Hakarem. Arkilai Hakarem. So what's the halacha? So the Gemara says, Ba'aretz Aser. So in Eretz Yisrael, it's going to be Aser. So in Eretz Yisrael, Safek Chaim will be Aser. B'Surya Mutar. Surya is Mutar. B'Chutz Ha'aretz Yoreid V'Lokeit. O'Bilvat Shlo Yilkot Biyad. In Chutz Ha'aretz, what can you do? Rashi says over here, Rashi says in Chutz Ha'aretz, the Akum could go and actively collect vegetables from this vineyard and sell it to a Jew as long as the Jew himself is not actually harvesting the vegetables, right? So we'll say, so by our law, by our law, the halacha is, you can purchase from the akum as long as you don't know for sure that it's our law. In kilayim, it sounds like, even if you know for sure that it's kilayim, as long as you're not the one who's picking it, you can purchase it from the akum. Okay, so I will say, so what's the problem? What's the problem? So let's take a step back for just a moment. So this is Ula. Ula says like this. According to me, according to me, Kilayim in Chutz La'aretz, Kilayim in Chutz La'aretz is Drabanon, and our law is Halacha L'Moshe Misinai. So according to me, Ula says, it makes sense why the Mishnah makes a distinction between Suffolk Arla in Chutz La'aretz and Suffolk Kilayim in Chutz La'aretz. But according to you, Rabbi Yehuda, according to you, Rabbi Yehuda, Arla and Kilayim should have the same halacha because both are Asr Midrabana. Suffolk of both is Asr Midrabana and Chutz La'aretz. Yet, why does the Mishnah distinguish between the two? To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, fine. Ela ledidach, so this is Ula speaking to Rabbi Huda, it's the top of Lamites. Nisni ozev vizay yori velokeach. Ozev vizay yori velokeach. Lokeach, according to Rabbi Huda, Talacha should be the same for Suffolk Arla and Suffolk Kilayim in Chutz Laaretz. Let the Mishnah say by both of them, either by both of them, you could go down and the Akum could sell it to you as long as you don't see exactly what he's picking. Or let the Allah be, be the same for both of them that you could even see the Akum picking as long as you don't pick it yourself. To which the Gemara says, 
Nisni Ozev is a Yervelokeh. Ozev is a Yervelokeh. Harmele Shmuel Ravanan. In fact, Shmuel did say to Ravanan, Tani, Ozev is a Yervelokeh. Ozev is a Yervelokeh. So, Ose Enochinami, Shmuel did say to Ravanan, you're right, you're right. Halacha, like I said, the halacha should be the same ultimately again for Safik Arla and Safik Kilayim and Chutzlars. Therefore, again, amend the Mishnah accordingly. Okay, incredible. So, we'll say, so again, we're still left with our fundamental machlokas. So here's what everybody agrees with. Chadash, in Eretz Yisrael, Chutzlars, Asr Medaraisa. Okay? Kilayim, in Eretz Yisrael, Asr Medaraisa, Chutzlars, Midrabanon. Arla is going to be our machlokas case. We have Rabbi Huda saying it's a Drabanon, and Ula telling us that ultimately, again, it is a halacha l'moshe misinai. Good. And I will say, obviously, again, the machlokas and Arlon, as you saw right over here, is going to impact, is going to impact how we hold in a case of Safek Arlon in Chutzlar. It's fine. So, Marbred Ravna, Masnila Lekula, Marbred Ravna, ultimately listed this halacha l'kula in a lenient way. What does he say? In both of these cases, he held that both in Suffolk Arla and Suffolk Kilayim, in Chutzlaretz, a Jew could go down to the field, have the Akum harvest whatever he wants, whatever he wants from that field, as long as the Jew himself is not harvesting, it will be mutter. Incredible. So, Amalei Levi the Shmuel. Levi said the Shmuel. Arioch, I will say Arioch was a, was a name, a nickname that Shmuel had, that Levi gave him, Arioch. It's a complimentary nickname. So the words Arioch, Safek li va'ana'echo, or I should say, Safek li va'ana'echo, which literally means create a Safek situation for me and I will eat the produce. Look at Rashi, it's actually fascinating. Safek li, second line from the top, Rashi, Safek li, lokot shalo bifanai, shiye Safek etzli, va'ana'echo oba'ar lakai. So let's listen to this. So Levi said to Shmuel, do me a favor, actively create a Suffolk Arla situation for me. Create a Suffolk Arla situation. Now how do you create a Suffolk Arla situation for someone? You pick fruit, right? And they don't know where it came from, right? There was a, right? You pick fruit from a field in which there was an Arla tree. You don't know which tree it came from. So, so, Shmuel, so Levi is saying to Shmuel, create for me, this is in Chutz Laaretz, Create for me a Suffolk Arla situation so that I can eat the fruits from the field. So we'll say, there's two incredible things over here that's happening. Number one, number one, is that a Jew is creating a Suffolk Arla situation. And number two, another Jew is able to eat from that Suffolk Arla situation. And number three, that they are purposely causing a Suffolk Arla situation. Now obviously, this goes in line, this goes in line with the opinion that says that Suffolk Arla is not the halacha l'moshe misinai. So Rav Avya v'Rav Barav Chanan mesafku sapki lahadadi. Rav Avya and Rav Barav Chanan would create safek arla situations for one another so that they would be able to go ahead and eat the produce. So we'll say. So remember, this is now a third opinion because beforehand we saw Ula saying it's halacha l'moshe misinai. Rav Yehuda saying it's asr medirabanan. Now there's a third school of thought. What does the third school of thought say? Mutter. Right, that Safek Arla in Chutzla Aretz is mutter. And not only that, but you can actually create, proactively create the Safek Arla situation yourself. Incredible. So it says, Gavaiter, Kharife de Pompadisa, sorry, Amri Kharife de Pompadisa, the sharp ones of Pompadisa, said the following, Ain Arla Bechutzla Aretz. There is no din at all of Arla in Chutzla Aretz. Oh, so now another school of thought. 
Arla simply doesn't apply in Chutzlarts. Shalchar Rav Yehuda Lechemid Rav Yochanan Shalach Lei I'm sorry Shalchar Rav Yehuda Lechemid Rav Yochanan Shalach Lei Sasum Sveka Va'avad Vada'a Va'achaz Apeirosein Sheteunin Gniza So I said look at Rashi over here Look at Rashi How to interpret this phrase Sasum Sveka Va'avad Vada'a Kilomar Seko Motor Vada'a Aser Ve'heter Sveka Satinu Lahoros Betzina so I says, listen to this, Rabbi Yehuda sent before Rabbi Yochanan, he disagreed. He said like this, Ta'alocha is, Safek Arla is mutter, in Chutz Laaretz, Vadai Arla is Aser, but even the idea that Safek Arla is mutter in Chutz Laaretz, don't teach it publicly. Don't teach Ta'alocha publicly. Rashi says, V'lo lidrushu berabim, Holum akilin ba'o, ki ha'gavnarim benadarim, because what's the problem? The problem is, if you teach the heter, that's, uh, that Arla is mutter in Chutzlaretz, or that Suffolk Arla is mutter in Chutzlaretz, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is what you saw just above. People are going to exploit it. So really, again, so you have Rav Yehuda saying to before Rabbi Yochan, really the halacha is, Suffolk Arla in Chutzlaretz is mutter, Vaday Arla is Aser, but don't teach publicly that Suffolk Arla is mutter. And furthermore, again, Giniza. And ultimately, again, announce about their produce that it really should know about, about the produce of people who are mekel on Arla and Chutzlaretz, their produce should not be consumed. A penalty. A penalty. So three things he's saying over here. Number one, Dalach is Safek Arla and Chutzlaretz is, is mutter. Vaday Arla in Chutzlaretz is Aser. Don't teach that Safek Arla in Chutzlaretz is mutter in public because people may come to exploit it. And those who are mekel on Arla in Chutzlaretz don't consume their produce. Okay, incredible. The Chala Omer ain't Arla in Chutzlaretz. And anyone who says that the Allah of Arla doesn't apply in Chutzlaretz, lo yehei lo nin v'nechad. Mashlich cheval begar bekal Hashem. Wow. And we'll say whoever is mekel on Arla and Chutzlaretz should not have offspring who have a portion in the assembly of Klal Yisrael. So we'll say so a pretty, uh, pretty, a pretty intense, a pretty intense statement over here. Ve'inu k'man savrua. Here's the problem. We'll say the Gemara just quoted before the the Harife de Pompadisa, right? The sharp ones of Pompadisa, Chama Pompadisa said there's no Arla and Chutzlaretz. So what's going on over here? So Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda is coming down hard, right? And Rav Yehuda is saying, there is Arlan Chutzlaretz, there's Safek Arlan Chutzlaretz's mother. don't teach that halacha in public because people are going to exploit it. Don't eat the produce of anyone who's mekel in, in Arlan Chutzlaretz. And anyone who's mekel in Arlan Chutzlaretz is not going to have offspring who are part of the assembly of God. Okay, pr- pretty strong, pretty strong. So also, here's the problem. They were great Torah scholars, yet they said Arla doesn't apply in Chutzar. So what's, what's their svara? So ve'inu kiman savrua, kihad desanya, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yossi, Omer Mishum, Rabbi Yossi, Dormaska, Shar Mishum, Rabbi Yossi, Eglidi, Shar Mishum, Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Nuri, Shar Mishum, Rabbi Lazar, Agadol. Ein Arla b'chutzlar. All right, so we'll say, so they're relying on a number of other Torah scholars. In other words, there are different schools of thought here. That, that's, that's what this comes down to. In other words, there is just a fundamental machlokas about the nature of our law in Chutzlaretz. So the Gemara says, really, is that true? Could anyone actually say that there's no Arla in Chutzlaretz? We learned, Rabbi Eliezer Omer Afa Chadash. Remember, where did all this get started? All of this got started in our Mishnah. 
And what did the Mishnah say? Rabbi Eliezer said, even Chadash. We'll say Tanakama said that Arla and Kilaim apply in Chutzlaretz, apply in Chutzlaretz. And Rabbi Eliezer said, Afa Chadash. We'll say, that sounds like everyone agrees. Afa Chadash means even Chadash, which sounds like everyone agrees that Arla applies in Chutzlaretz. Rabbi Eliezer is just increasing the list. To which the Gemara says, Tani Chadash. No, in fact, this is incredible. In fact, I will say the halacha is, in fact, the halacha is that Rabbi Eliezer was arguing and Rabbi Eliezer felt that Arla does not apply in Chutz Laaretz. The Rabbi Eliezer was saying the only thing that applies in Chutz Laaretz is Chadash, not Arla, and not Kilayim. So I will say, so now there is a school of thought out there that says that Arla simply doesn't apply in Chutz Laaretz at all. But I will say, so Rabbi Asi is of the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan, which we saw before. This is the same Rabbi Ula also Rabbi Yochanan before. That no, Arla in Chutzlars is Asr and it is a halacha lemoshe misinai. Amr Rabbi Zeh the Rabbi Asi v'Tanya Safek Arla v'Aretz Asr b'Suryum Mutar b'Chutzlars Yori v'Lokate. But here's the problem. I will say, if you say that Arla in Chutzlars is a halacha lemoshe misinai, but I will say, something is halacha lemoshe misinai. Then what does that make it? A daraisa. If you have a suffix in a daraisa, what's the what's the halacha? L'chumra. So if that's the case, why is suffix arla in chutzla aretz mutter? I will say, it's not just mutter. But remember, what did we learn? What could you do with suffix arla in chutzla aretz? You can actively buy produce from a field that is suffix arla. In other words, you can actively buy suffix arla as long as you did not see the akum actually pick the arla fruit. But if indeed it is a halacha l'moshe b'sinai. Then how is it mutter? Yishtomim kishachad. See, he wasn't sure. He was confused for a little bit of time about this. This is what I mean to say. Sveika mutter vada aser. The Bible says it's actually very interesting. Maybe halacha l'maisa. That is the halacha l'moshe misina. In other words, both say the halacha l'moshe misina says arla is aser in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutz Laaretz and safek arla, safek arla. In Eretz Yisrael is Aser, and in Chutz Laaretz, effectively, is Mutter. Is Mutter. In other words, we will say, that is the Halacha Moshe Misinai. That's what the Halacha Moshe Misinai itself dictates. Sveika Mutter, Vada Aser. If one goes ahead and plants or consumes Kilayim in Chutz Laaretz, they get Malkus. We'll say, remember again, Kilayim. And I will say, by the way, I just want to point out, by by Erla, by Erla, that is how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, right? The halacha is, we'll say, that Erla no Hegis is in Shulchan Aruch Yardaya, Simen Reish, Sadik Dalit, Sif Ches. Shulchan Aruch Paskins, Erla no Hegis, Bechol Mokum, Bechol Zman. Erla applies all the time. All the time. In Eretz Yisrael, we'll say, so again, so you go ahead, you buy a fruit tree, you plant it in your yard, that is subject to Erla. You can't eat the fruit of that tree for three years. That's Talacha. Arla applies in Chutz Laaretz and in Eretz Yisrael. Mishal Oben Kochavim, Mishal Yisrael. So it's in the, okay, so Ella, Shemishal Eretz Yisrael, I mean a Torah, or Bechutz Laaretz, Talacha Moshe Misinai. So the Shkulan Paskins, number one, Arla applies in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutz Laaretz. That's number one. Number two, in Eretz Yisrael, it is a Da'araisa, and in Chutz Laaretz, it is a Halacha Lemoshe Misinai. Interesting. Now, I will say, listen to this. What about Suffolk Arla? So Suffolk Arla and Eretz Yisrael, the Shechon Paskins, will be Aser. And in Chutz Laaretz, it is Mutter. 
it is mutter. So we'll say, so we pass on the way the Gemara just said over here. So how does that work? I understand. If Arla in Chutzlar says, Halacha Moshe Misinai, then why is Safek Arla mutter in Chutzlar? And what's the answer? What's the answer? Because that's the Halacha Moshe Misinai. In other words, the Halacha Moshe Misinai says, yes, Arla applies in Chutzlar. When? When it's Vadai Arla. When it's Safek Arla, ultimately, again, it is going to go ahead and be mutter. So as I see, he gives an example like this. He says, So he gives an example. Let's say I'm purchasing produce from someone and I know they have a field in which there is Arla, in which there is Arla, which then means that what I'm purchasing from them is what? Is what? Suffolk Arla. And there is so, you couldn't do that. In Chutzla Aretz, you could. In Chutzlaretz, you could. Salach Lameisa, Arla applies in Eretz Yisrael, Chutzlaretz, and in Chutzlaretz, in Eretz Yisrael, Daraisa, Chutzlaretz, Halach Lameisha Misinai, Safek Arla, Eretz Yisrael, Aser, Chutzlaretz, Mutter. Why Mutter? Because that is the nature of the Halach Lameisha Misinai. Incredible. Let's go back there. Rebaz Yom Rabbi Yochanan, Loki Nala Kilayim Divar Torah. We'll say Kilayim, forbidden mixtures, you get Malkus for it. It's Asim Daraisa. This is Kilayun Chutzlaretz. But we learned Tinan Kilayim Chutz. I'm sorry, Hakilayim Midirei Sofrim. But we learned say that Kilayim are only Asher Midirei Abanon. Lo Kasho Kambel Kliya Kerem Kan Bar Kavas Ha'Ilon. We will say interestingly enough two different types of Kilayim. Kilaya kerem, which I will say means forbidden mixtures in a vineyard. Right? The paradigmatic example of that is planting wheat in a vineyard. That is only usr midirabanan in chutzlaretz. What's the type of kilayim that is usr midirabanan in chutzlaretz? Grafting. Grafting. That's kilayim. So graft, literally, harkavas is like grafting one tree with another. Any type of grafting is going to be usr midirabanan in chutzlaretz. But let's say, again, Kloi HaKerem, planting something, planting something foreign in a vineyard that is going to be Aser Midrabanan. Incredible. So the Gemara says, When the Pazik says, listen to my statues, These refer to the halachas that I've already established. For example, We'll say, don't crossbreed your animals. Sadcha lo sizra. Do not go ahead and seed your field with mixtures. Just like, again, by animals, we're talking about literally, again, grafting. Grafting. So to in your field, we're talking about the prohibition of grafting. Just like you can't crossbreed your animals. Grafting your animals. Ultimately, again, in Eretzal and in Chutzlaretz. Sorry, sir. Af sadcha noheg bein aretz bein Chutzlaretz. So to, again, the prohibition on your field and grafting applies both in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutzlaretz. So a very interesting distinction over here. So on one hand, we have a statement that says that ultimately, again, Rabbi Yochanan says, Kilaim is Arsimidar Aisa. I, but we said Kilaim is only Arsimidar Abanan in Chutzlaretz. So what's going on? Two types of Kilaim. So let's say a typical Kilaim of Klaya Kerem, planting different species together, that's going to be Asr Midra Banan in Chutzlaretz. Grafting, grafting is going to be Asr Midra Arais in Chutzlaretz. Says the Gimara, Ve'ela Haksiv, Sadcha, 
I, but it says Sadcha, your field. So this comes to exclude ultimately again the planting or the right or the intermingling of different kinds of seeds in chutzlars, which ultimately again will be aser, but only midrabanon. Rav Chanan v'Rav Anan have shakli va'azli ba'archas. Listen this, Rav Chanan, Rav Anan, we're taking a trip together. They're walking together, and what happens? Chazunulahu gavra tekazara ziraim b'hadi hadadi. They saw a guy who was planting different seeds together. So what does that sound like? I will say, what is that? Gilayim. Literally, he's taking different seeds and planting them together. So he said, so one said to the other, we should go ahead and excommunicate him. He's planting Gilayim. And it was said, in He's planting Gilayim in it's, it's, a, it's a public flaunting of halacha. We should excommunicate him. You're, 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 you don't have your halacha straight. So he said to me, you don't have your teachings clear. Right? So what he was saying to him is, you're incorrect about the halacha. We would not go ahead and punish someone for what we call kalayim akarim, or kalayim of seeds in chutzlar. It's visu. Chazula hagavra. They saw another guy. They saw a guy who was planting, ultimately, wheat and barley together with vines. Let's say that's like, that's much like kalayim akarim. Amr alay, nesimar nisham. They said, so one said, let's excommunicate him. Amr alay, lot sarisu. Do not do anything. Do not do anything. Right? Ultimately, again, you don't know the halachas of Kilayim. After all, do we not? Don't we hold the Rabbi Yoshia? Rabbi Yoshia says literally the prohibition of Kilayah Karim is only when you actively plant the barley seed, the wheat seed, and ultimately, again, the grape seed all together. That's Kilayah Karim. Okay? Rav Yosef Ma'ariv Bizrani Vizara. Rav Yosef used to go ahead and take different seeds and plant them together. Rashi points out this is not in a vineyard. It's not a vineyard. They would just take different seeds and plant them together. But we learned, but we learned, ultimately again, that climate so how could he act on our Zavosa? Even though it's quote unquote only Asr and Rabbanon, you can't actively plant seeds together. We'll say one is talking about forbidden mixtures in the vineyard, one is talking about mixing seeds. So we'll say so forbidden mixtures in the vineyard, which in Yisrael are not only Asr to do, but also Asr Bana. Ultimately, again, chutz la'aretz, namikazu b'rabanon. Chazal also said that it's asr. Klai zraim, teba'aretz lo asiri bana, but klai zarim, forbidden mixtures of seeds, which in Eretz Yisrael are asr to do, but not asr bana, but chutz la'aretz, nami lo gazubu. And chutz la'aretz, Chazal said, it's okay, you can do it. So we'll say, it's very interesting here, making all of these distinctions within clans. So we'll say, so remember again, just want to point out, everyone is agreeing for now, that Kilayim only applies Midirabanan in Chutzlars. So because of that, because of that, the parameters now are subject to dispute. So now in this latest iteration, what we're seeing over here is like this. The only type of Kilayim that are also Midirabanan in Chutzlars are Kilay Hakarim, planting forbidden mixtures in a vineyard, right? Anything else in close proximity to vines. Why is that Asr in Chutzlars? Because since the Eretz if you do that, not only is it Asr, but what it produces, right, the, the, the product is Asr Banal, so that will be Asr in Chutz La'aretz. 
other types of forbidden mixtures, like mixing seeds together, which in Eretz Yisrael is not Asr Bano, will be Mutter in Chutz Laaretz. Very interesting. Adam Rav Yosef, Lav Nosihi. So ultimately, again, that's which I said before, right? Strike it. The Amri Rav, the Amri, sorry. Lav Nosihi, the Amri, the Rav, the Rav, Zora Ginsa, the Bey Rav, Mishari Shari. So this is very interesting. Rav, when he planted his vegetable patch, right? He, he had a vegetable patch for his tamidim, right? He grew his own, uh, he grew his own vegetables for his, uh, for his yeshiva. When he planted his vegetable patch, ultimately, again, he planted each vegetable in its own row. In its own row. Now, we'll say, now let's analyze for just a moment, right? This, this would be a case of kilaim of seeds. What did we just say before when it comes to kilaim of seeds? Not kloya hakerem. Just regular kilayim. What's the halacha of regular kilayim in Chutz Laaretz? What's the halacha? Mutter. Mutter, right? You should be able to do it. The only time you can't do it is kilayim hakerem. So now the Gemara says, strike that. It, might, it must not be asr. It, not, it must not be mutter. It must be asr. Why? Because Rav, when he planted his vegetable patch for his yeshiva, he planted each species of vegetable in his own row. Meaning what? He would not mix them together. The fact that he didn't mix them together indicates to us what? That even regular kilayim, right? Kilayim of seeds is asr in chutz laris. My time was the reason. Lav mishum eruvi kilayim. It must be that Rav is careful not to go out and plant different seeds together. Amalei Abayi Abayi says, Bishlama iyashma inon amadeis abaruchos haruga va'achas ve'emsa shakir. Shabbos said, if Rav would have maximized the space in the field, separating each species, right? Each species and enabling maximum planting in the field, I would have agreed with what you said. That's not what happened over here. Both say, in other words, if, you, if you're careful about kilayim, there's a way to plant your field with different species on each border, maximizing the middle, middle area. That's not what Rav did. Instead, Rav just planted. What did he do? It was a row of cucumbers, and a row of tomatoes, and a row of this. So why did he do that? Well, say either he did it because of the aesthetic value, it looked nice, but Rashi really accepts the second approach. This has nothing to do with Kilayim. What does it have to do with? What does it have to do with? It has to do with making things easier for the guy who's harvesting the vegetables. Rav had no problem planting everything in a big jumble, in a big mix. Why? Because Rav holds, like we just said before, namely, that the only type of Kilayim that applies in Chosar Sabosa is what? Is what? Ultimately, Klaya Kerem. But mixing together other seeds is totally fine. Totally fine. I so why did Rav plant each vegetable species independently? Why? To make it easier for the farmer. Right? So if the farmer comes, or the gardener comes to collect the produce, if everything's jumbled together, what's going to happen? His job is going to take 10 times as long. Where are the cucumbers? Where's this? Where's that? Instead, what did Rav do? He said, plant each species in its own row. Nothing to do with kilayim. Everything to do with making things easier for the gardener. So we'll say. So again, we saw the halacha. We saw the halacha by by Arla. Again, we're going to come back. I want to come back maybe tomorrow, or we have a little bit more time to the halachos concerning kilayim. But it sounds like what the Gemara's conclusion on kilayim is. We'll say is that kilayim in chutz laaretz is going to be mutter. Kilayim in chutz laaretz is going to be mutter. Ultimately, again, on the oh, I should say it differently. Kilayim in chutz laaretz is going to be asr midrabanan. Strike that previous statement. Asr midrabanan. But when is it Asr Midrabanon? We'll say, what type of Kilayim? Klai HaKerem is going to be Asr Midrabanon. 
other types of kilayim, just mixing together other types of seeds, sounds like in Chutzlars is going to be mutter. But again, we'll come back to the halacha lamaisa. That seems to be the conclusion of the Gemara right now. Let's just call it a bit vital just because of time. Mishnah. Kala osem mitzvah achas. We'll say whoever does one mitzvah, such a beautiful Mishnah. Beautiful Mishnah. Whoever does one mitzvah, Matibin lo, Hakadosh Baruch Hu does good for him in this world. Umarichin lo yamav, benochel esaaris, and ultimately again Hashem gives him longevity, and he inherits the world that refers to olam haba. So the Mishnah is telling me that a person does a mitzvah. I say there's reward in this world and reward in the world to come. If you don't do a mitzvah, you don't get the brach on this world. You don't receive longevity. And you don't get olam haba. So I'll say, so again, a pretty straightforward mishnah, incredibly profound, incredibly beautiful. I just want to point out, the mishnah, he's just saying, in life, failure to take advantage of your opportunities prevents you from reaping the benefit. That's all. Just cause and effect. You do the mitzvah, you get reward in this world and reward in the world to come. You don't get the mitzvah, you don't do the mitzvah. Ultimately, again, you don't get the reward in this one. It's just interesting to note that the Mishnah breaks up the reward into three parts, right? There's ultimately, again, lo, he benefits in this world. Longevity. And then, and then, Nochel Esa'aretz, inherits the land, Olam Haba. Olam Haba. Because we've said many different times that ultimately, again, and we're going to discuss this in the Gemara, longevity doesn't have to mean actual, like, longevity. Longevity can also mean enhances your quality of life. Ma'arichin lo yamav, literally, again, prolongs your days, means your days are filled with greater meaning when a person lives a life of avodas Hashem. The lifespan itself, that's up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But arichos yamim, literally, again, because we both say, doesn't say arichos shanim. If we're talking about longevity, longevity should be expressed as arichos shanim, prolonging of years. What do you mean arichos yamim? Prolonging of days. Prolonging of days means a reference to quality of life. Your day is longer. Your day is better. The quality of your life is dramatically enhanced when one lives a life of profound spirituality. So let's go back there. So you want to really, is this true? I will say, this, this Mishnah is like theologically, theologically problematic. Why? Not problematic, but theologically intriguing because the Mishnah is clearly telling me that when you do a mitzvah, a lot of reward. A lot of reward everywhere. Reward in this world, reward in the world to come. Where it says, whoa, hold up. Or minhu. The Mishnah tells us, the Mishnah tells us that ultimately, again, there are, there are, there are these are the things, these are the things that a person, benefits from them in this world. But the principle of the mitzvah is waiting for them in the world to come. In other words, this is also the following is a list of mitzvahs for which you get reward in this world and the next. And what are those mitzvahs? Honoring your parents. Kamilos chasadim, acts of charitable kindness. Hachnasas archim, hospitality. Havas shalom min adam lechavero, being a peacemaker between people, right? Creating shalom between people. The Talmud Torah kineget kulam. And learning, the schar for learning, ultimately again is greater than everything before it. Now, say, what do you clearly see from this Mishnah? What do you, or from this price? What do you see from here? These are the mitzvahs for which you get reward in this world and the next. Which by definition tells me what? Tells me what? That for everything else, I don't. 
or for everything else, or we'll say again, I get reward in the world to come, not in this world. It contradicts the Mishnah. Why does it contradict the Mishnah? The Mishnah makes it sound like about saying, which Mishnah do you get reward for in this world and the next? Everything. So what's going on over here? So this is what it means. Or Rabbi Yehuda said, this is what it means to say, this is incredible. This is incredible. What's the goal in life? What's the goal in life? So there are many goals in life, but let's start out first with a relatively modest spiritual goal. The goal is to have more mitzvahs than Averos. That's the goal. In fact, the Rabban Hilchus Tshuva says, what's the definition of a tzaddik? Definition of a tzaddik? Someone who has more mitzvos than Averos. What's the definition of a Rasha? Someone who has more Averos than mitzvos. A Benoni, someone who has equal amounts. So the goal in life, the goal in life, the first goal, the first goal, the first basic metric of spiritual success is I want more mitzvos than Averos. Now watch this. What is the right Sakami to teach us? Let's say, take a look at Rashi. Um, sorry, not yet, not yet. So the goal over here is kala osin tzachas yisias v'yos mativano v'domekim shikim kala torah kula mechlal tahanach afilu bechad nami am Rav Shmaya Lomar shim haisa shikula machras. And we'll say what this price means to say is like this: in general, in general, in order to have more mitzvos than averos, you have to actually go ahead and do more mitzvos than averos. What the price that we just mentioned coming to Yisrael says, if you have one of these mitzvos, right, the mitzvos that in the list that we just mentioned above, even if you have equal mitzvos and averos, if amongst your mitzvos is one in that list, that tips the scale in your favor. These mitzvos are so powerful, the ones listed in the price above, they're so powerful that even if you're a benoni, right, even if you're a benoni, and you write, you have equal scales, but you have one of these mitzvahs in your spiritual inventory, they will tip the scales in your favor. Incredible. Look at Rashi. We'll say, when the Bryce has said before that these are the things that a person gets benefit from in this world and the next, it's talking about someone who is a benoni. His scales are exactly equal. Right, and what happens? And if amongst your spiritual, amongst your mitzvah inventory, you have one of these aforementioned mitzvos, the power of these mitzvos are they tilt the scales in your favor. So, in other words, if I'm a benoni, if I'm a benoni, and the scales are equal, what do I need to tilt my scales? What do I need? An additional mitzvah. Or again, like the Rambam says, again, this time of year you need tshuva. You need tshuva to tilt the scales. Right? What the, what, the, what the Bryce is telling us is, if in your spiritual inventory you have one of these mitzvahs, these mitzvahs are so powerful, they tilt the scales automatically in your favor, even without the performance of an additional mitzvah. So again, if you're a benoni and you don't have one of these mitzvahs in your inventory, you need to actively do something to tilt the scales in your favor. If you're a benoni and you have one of these mitzvahs in your inventory, that mitzvah actively tilts the scales in your favor without doing something additional. Pretty incredible. So I'll say, is that true? That ultimately, again, if you do an extra mitzvah, so now you have one, you have, now you have one additional mitzvah in your inventory, right? That ultimately, and I will say, always makes it sound like you're getting reward in this world. 
So I'll say, Ramino, Arese Kasha, calls Shazuchuyosim, Rubin Meabonosa, Mariamo. I'll say, any person. So I'll say, now we're going to get kind of, we're going to delve deep into the theological area, ultimately, again, of schar, of mitzvos in this world. So the Gemara says, Ramino, if you have a person who has more mitzvos than averos, so what do we do to such an individual? Mariamo. HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishes him. Punishes him. And we'll say, this is a guy who has more mitzvos than averos. Why is HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishing him? Why is he punishing him? He's punishing him in order to help rid him of all of the baggage of his averos. So that he is able to reap the benefit of his mitzvahs in the world. I will say, no, we'll have to stop over here. I'm leaving you a little bit on a theological cliffhanger. We'll pick up over here with this in Yerat Hashem tomorrow. All right, so it looks like we are descending back into the. Uh, all right, all right, fine. We're doing so well. Doing so, all right, we'll figure it out tomorrow. We'll say, we'll stop over here for today. Absolutely incredible. Pick up with this in Yerat tomorrow. Say that again.